and generational wealth it is an exciting one because everyone wants to know basically how we can grow our money for the future um i'm just getting my questions ready as you guys come in welcome to today's live um we are waiting for our guests Hi, welcome, welcome. Hi, welcome, sis. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. I'm here. How's everything? Everything's good. So many people have actually messaged me about how excited they are today for today's live. Cheers. So hopefully, all those people actually make it to today. But I know. We always <laughs> talk about always want to talk about money, isn't it? Always, it's always. A nice topic. But key thing, guys, it's not just about talking, it's about the doing. I think so many people think if they listen to you, then their money's just going to sort itself out. You know, it's just going to get long. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. No, it don't. So um, let us know who you are for those who don't know. Yo, so yeah, if you don't know, uh, my name's Emmanuel Suko. I'm a financial advisor, have been for like over 13 years. Um, and yeah, I'm just a money man. I'm just here trying to help people understand how to make their money work for them, how to really understand the money mindset, how to build wealth, not just for them, but for generations to come. Mm -hmm. And financial freedom is real, and I want my people to get it. So, yeah, that's me, man. Definitely, definitely. So, you know, you we know you've been doing big things in the Like, we've seen you everywhere. Challenging come I swear you took over, um, what's his name, Martin Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, honestly... <laughs> It's, it's amazing. It's amazing what you've been doing. So we know that when you speak, it means business. It's not, it's not, I'm just not talking for fun, you know? No. So, um, kind of the basic thing is what is budgeting and how do we do that? Because I think budgeting is something that we throw around a lot. Everyone kind of says, you know, budgeting is easy. Put your money here, money there, but you know, how do we understand what we need to do? Yeah, I think I think when it comes to budgeting, I think before we even get to budgeting, I think it's the mindset that comes first. So I think people really need to come have that money mindset. And what that when we talk about a money mindset, it's about understanding that your money is a tool. And it's not just I make money so I spend it and live that life. <laughs> if you continue to live on a I make it so I spend it. It's kind of, that leaves you in, in always having to work for someone. You're always, yeah. you're always going to have to work for someone to get money. And so you're always going to be stuck in that cycle. Mm -hmm. what, what I want people to do is understand that money is a tool. And the less money you spend on consumerism and buying stuff, the more money you have to use as a tool that can then make you money. And so when we're talking budgeting, budgeting is us saying, okay, we're going to split out our money so that we have more money. We're not just, our money's not just pay our bills and whatever's left after we pay our bills, boom, that's us. I feel like a lot of us live that life like, oh yes, I pay all my bills on time, so I'm okay. 
but what you're what you're guaranteeing yourself is having to work for someone else is having to stay stuck stuck in a system and having to have your future depend on whether somebody wants to pay you or not mm, mm, definitely and that, but i don't know about everyone else in terms of mums yeah for me i buy things but it's not like i'm buying like I don't know where my money goes. I, it's not like I've got Gucci bags or Gucci shoes to show where my money's going. But at the end of the month, I'm still like, hold on, you know, there's nothing at the end of this. And I'm having to obviously use credit cards to supplement and things like that. Yeah. And um, why does, not say, why does that happen? Obviously, um, how do I improve my mindset to stop that from happening? I think, I think for you, and what I say to a lot of my mums is, is understanding what's important to you. So I guess if I ask you what's important to you, naturally you'll probably say your children. Mm. So if I said to you, you buying, you spending an extra 20 or 30 pounds on, on shopping is meaning that that is 100 and, 120 pounds or 150 pounds a month that you don't have to invest for your children, mm. all of a sudden you might see that money different. I think a lot of the time we, we haven't actually put a goal or an assessment on what we're going to do with our money. So for me, it's about you looking at it and saying, look, what's important to you? Okay, I'll, oh, I want to, I want to, I want to save for my kids to go to private school. All right, excellent. Now it's like, what are you prepared to sacrifice to get there? And obviously there needs to be balance. I always want you people to understand there needs to be balance. Like in, in this corona, there, has, there needs to be some enjoyment. We need mm -hmm. to give ourselves some enjoyment because, you know, for your mental health, like you just saving, saving, saving and not spending out of fear of, losing your job and so forth that that cannot be good for your mental health so but at the same time when you're spending your spending doesn't have to cost you 200 300 pounds mm -hmm. you can spend 10 pounds 15 pounds 20 pounds and and treat yourself or reward yourself for 50 pounds or whatever it may be without blowing the budget okay. i think what's really important is understanding what are you spending your money on and that's the budget okay a, tr a trip to b and m just you know blows the budget really and truly for me like <laughs> they're not you know like there's nothing necessarily that i could think oh i shouldn't have bought that this month or you know it's just as my mum would say little drops of water make my ocean it's just the little little things that come out of my pocket um it's like a what do they say like a leaky like a leaky pot like i'm just pouring but it's coming from somewhere i just don't know where it's going um, are you would you say that, and what I would say is also is pay yourself. Mm -hmm. so, so with your money, have a portion that you pay yourself with. So that way you know you're going to have money at the end of the month. So don't look at your money as 100, I have 100%. Look mm -hmm. at, you know, 10% or 20% of it is, is for me. And mm -hmm. so that's going away. So actually I only have 80% that I can spend, even including bills and everything like that. And mm -hmm. then as long as you're paying yourself, you'll always have money at the end of the month. Okay, but then is that something you could do when maybe the money that you already have isn't stretching? So if I put everything that I have to pay for in the spreadsheet with my pay, at the end of the month, I'm still minus £200. Mm. And the credit cards were coming out and obviously supplementing, um, you know. And this is not necessarily me inflating certain things. This is just, yeah. you know, the standard yeah. what I need to pay for. No, I agree. And, and, and people may be in that situation. Mm. Um, but what I would say is that when you're in that situation, the question is, what are you doing to change it? So mm -hmm. 
what where are you if you can't cut anymore then the only thing you can do is increase your income mm-hmm. but then it's where are you what are you doing in the evenings what are you doing on weekends what what skills have you added to yourself to in order to increase the amount that's coming in to cover the deficit and beyond cover the deficit i don't want us living to zero like that's not that's not living like we have to we have to be having more so that we can do more and get ourselves out of this kind of i call it i always say you know a slavery slavery mentality and people will get upset like oh slavery like but the thing is is that if we don't if we don't get to financial freedom if we don't start to create multiple streams of income we are a slave to whoever is giving us income and mm-hmm. at a time like this when it's time to make cuts guess what black people is 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 reported black people are the number one people getting sacked mm-hmm. we we're the first to lose our jobs we're the number one people that are in contract roles and in zero hour contracts mm-hmm. and these type of flexible working and so we're the first ones to let go so if all of our income is all of our income or all of our money is reliant on somebody else and we know that this person the second it comes to push the shove they're going to let us go and we leave that situation then we have to blame ourselves yeah yeah that makes sense so on that topic of obviously jobs and furlough um during this period um, for those who don't, I'm sure everyone knows what fellow is, if yeah. you have been on it or you haven't been on it, but just a brief um, explanation of what the fellow scheme actually is or was. What the, what the furlough scheme, I guess, was, because it's ending end of, end of this month, is basically um, the government were basically subsidising employers and allowing them to keep their employees and paying 80% of, of the employee's salaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the employer had the choice either to top it up to 20% or just to leave it and just not have to make that payment. That's mm-hmm. ending. And I believe, you know, the new scheme that's coming in is, is, is I don't know how it's going to work with all these lockdowns that they're trying to do. I just mm-hmm. see more and more people going to get made redundant mm-hmm. and um, more of them are going to be looking like us. And so for me, it's, it's now about what are you doing to, what, what skills do you have that are transferable what can you do? And it may mean that you have to take two part-time jobs. Like mm. sometimes I feel like we're so busy looking for that one full-time job. Listen, you've got bills to pay. So you may need to take a part-time job three days a week doing this, two days a week doing this, or three days a week doing that for the meantime to get through your situation. And that's why I'm like, yes, you're in a situation where your income is less, but what are you doing different? You know, mm-hmm. I always use the saying, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again by expecting a different result. And for a lot of us, we live in this insane world where we expect that as long as we do what, we're, what we've been doing and we do it really, like we work hard, that all of a sudden our situation will change. It doesn't work like that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? We have to make changes if we want to see change. Definitely. And obviously that being said, even for me, obviously you touched on it, my salary has increased. Come on. And the mindset that I had with the salary before is still there. So that's yeah. my thing that I need to change because I don't, I, in my head, it's like, I know I want to, I want to live on the salary that I had before, but not, obviously I'm not getting that salary without overspending so that I'm not, you know, struggling at the end of the month mm. with all these kind of issues and stuff like that. And I think that's where sometimes we think, well, for me, even I struggled so much for now. Maybe to just start, you know, spending, start adding expenses onto, you know, things that I've missed out on for so long. Of course. Uh, do you know how many people got? Do you know how many people got Disney Plus in in, in the summer? 
Yeah. How, how many mums got, come on, Disney Plus, all of a sudden, it's popped up. Do you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. and then you just justify, oh, we're not going out, so we'll get Disney Plus. Oh, we'll get Netflix. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what I mean? All of a sudden, you've got all these channels, Sky Movies. Like, do you understand? Like, just to watch TV, then now you're buying, you're buying, you're buying extra snacks in the house. Like, I've lived it. Like, the snacks is crazy. Yeah. We had to, we had to do a snack chart. Because it was getting ridiculous. Mm -hmm. The snacks was running. The snacks was running out. You're buying a week snacks by Wednesday. The kids are saying there's no more fruit. There's if no they more. Yeah, they have to eat it. That one's yeah. What's that's with them? All of it. <laughs> These are just uh, are just taking yogurts like thieves. You know, I told them you know, are thieves. How can you eat free yogurt in one day? What, what do you think? I Honestly, it must be oh. that they all collate together. That yeah, this is what we're gonna do. We're all gonna have to eat like. I don't understand. I don't I understand. understand. And you know yogurt with black uh, intestine. You wonder why you're going to the toilet so much. <laughs> eating yogurt like, come on, chill out, my people. Like these kids, then they're drinking milk. Ah, oh, not enough for cereal. You're pouring glasses of milk. What are we? Are we in Egypt? What's going on here? You're just using milk anyhow. These children, they want to. So we had to bring a board. Like we bought a board. Put everyone's name. Put mm. all the snacks, and you must tick. You must tick when you take. And you know when you when you finish your ticks for the day, don't go to any fridge, don't go to any cupboard, no drawers. You will wait. Uh -uh. These children want somebody to die. Use your well, school belly, yes. Come on, where's your school belly? <laughs> Each time in school you have one 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 biscuit and and, and a drink. That's it. Water. Water. That's it. Chase. Honestly, they have really enjoyed. They, they have really enjoyed. They have really enjoyed. Um, but in terms of, say, I'm going to be using myself as an example. So I was furloughed during COVID. Um, finances. To be fair, my furlough money and what I was getting every month, um, I worked in retail. So my money was always topped up with, um, what do they call it? Um, commission. So I'd have a base pay and then I'll get commission and obviously add. So on average, I was getting maybe £800 a month furlough came and it went down to 660 and I was just like the 200 pound that was already missing has also doubled you know mm. <laughs> how am I meant to fit um, all of this in um, where could I have gone for help I think there might be a lot of people in this situation where they may be being made redundant as well I was also made redundant from that job um, so it's like where would I have gone obviously for me I went to step change um, I don't know if anyone knows what that is, uh, but is there any, anything else that I could have looked at maybe before or can look at now? Mm -hmm. for me though no not for me can't hear
Oh. Can you hear me? No, it's not frozen for me. No. Oh. Well, you can see everything. All right. So I'm going to exit and then come back and see if that works for them. Okay. Okay. Can you guys hear me, though? He's gone now. And I'm going to put him back in. Can you hear me? I don't want to start the whole thing again because we've already been talking. <laughs> okay. Wait. Now, I tried to bring it back in and now we have to wait. I think it's really delayed. Okay. Thanks, guys. Now I'm trying to bring Adam back and it's not working, guys. <laughs> um, it says it's waiting. I'm trying to add him back and it's not working. If there's any questions that you do have, um, put it in the, in the box. Hold on, it's not, it's not working now. Hold on. Um, oh, guys. Oh, there we go. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Can everyone see him now? Am I here? Can you see me? Everyone said they heard up till until step change and then it stopped. Obviously. Okay, okay, okay. Enemy of progress. Honestly, everyone was just saying the devil is alive. There's no way. We're just about to get into it, guys. Come on. We're here now. We're back. Is everyone seeing my now, yeah? Are we good? All right. We're good. We're good. So. We're good. Yeah. All right, cool. So, yeah, so... I was saying the first thing is obviously universal credit. So that's available to, to, to everyone. So even if you're earning an income and having money, you can still apply for universal credit and they can, they can top it up. So definitely make sure you, you um, apply for universal credit and see if that can help. Then um, there are charities, like, like, like you said, Step Change, but also um, CAP, which is Christians Against Poverty, that can really help if you are in debt. And if you have debt, um, they can help you manage that, reduce that. Um, then there's the Citizens Advice Bureau, um, which is just Citizens Advice nowadays. But um, that, that, that's there, obviously, that's there to help locally. Also, look on your local council's websites because there may also be charities and organisations that are there to help. Um, also, food bank. So, again, one of the biggest costs for any family is food. So definitely look at, if you are struggling, like, like you're saying, from 200 to 400, that's, a, that's huge. Like if you can if you can go to a food bank and cut down what you have to the amount you're spending on food, that can really help um, in the short term until you know you get back up your income. So those are some practical things that I think people can be doing. Mm. I have actually signed up to. It's not a food bank; it's a food pantry. Yeah, um, yeah. So literally just opened across the road from my house. So it's like you get fifteen pounds worth of food for four pound fifty um something like that so they're just setting that up so i've actually signed up for that so that should be a really good help for especially for like non-perishable items and things like that um in my local community so in terms and, and i just want to say i just wanted to add that also like those that are more who have money and who mm -hmm. are good please 
please, 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 like, when you do your shopping, if you can afford to do an extra £10 and buy some extra stuff for your, like, do contribute because it's, it's about a community and it's really about, you know, coming together and trying to push. And, and £10 for you might be nothing, but mm -hmm. what you can get can really help help others. So, yeah, really, really do look to try and help and support if possible. Definitely, definitely. Um, what else did someone say? Um, hold on, I've got a question. Someone said, I recently signed up to Stepladder as I do not have any savings. What's the best way to save? Okay, we'll come back to that because we're not going to talk about savings just yet. So um, in terms of now I've done step change, um, yeah. credit cards, budgets, all that kind of stuff. My credit card's being paid by step change. That's you know what happens. Um, but what has happened to me, which I don't know if happened to anyone else over lockdown, is my credit is like in the bin, like at the dumpster truck place. It is non-existent, you know. My whole credit yeah. has been finished. Um, yeah. And I've been looking at these apps and, you know, how to build your credit. Um, a lot of them obviously just tell you to just get a credit card builder thingy um and i'm like that can't be the only way because one i'm not obviously not eligible because my credit is finished um what is the best way for us to build our credit good question um um i don't it depends it depends so in in a situation where you know money's tight and you know your credit's really bad i think sometimes forget about credit let's mm -hmm. just get back to zero Let's mm -hmm. just get the boat. You know what I mean? Like some mm -hmm. people, will, like some people, will be like, "Oh yeah, I want to get, I want to go get a credit card and stuff." Listen, chill out. You, you, you wasn't even good with your own money, let mm -hmm. alone how you're gonna be with other people's money. Mm -hmm. You're only gonna go and waste that and put yourself in a in a worse position. So again, this is when I talk about the mindset. So for me, don't worry about your credit. Worry about getting back to zero. Getting yeah. focus on can in the next three months, can I not? Can I live? within my own means for the next three months. Forget mm -hmm. your credit. Credit mm -hmm. score is credit score. Even if even if you got a credit card and whatever, then your credit score is still gonna be bad for the next six months, twelve months, whatever. It's gonna take if you if 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 it's that bad, it, it's gonna take years to improve it. So okay. let's forget about our credit score now. Let's mm -hmm. focus on what can we control. And what we can control is is how we're spending our money. So focus on the next three months and say, look, can I live within my means for the next three months? And what's that going to take? Really mm -hmm. budget, really focus. And then once you've got that, then say, can I then save for, for a further three months? So mm -hmm. if, you can, if you can work within for three months, then say, can I save? And I always talk about the simple £10. If, if you can budget £10, then why can't you do 100 Then why can't you do 1000 Then Then it's just zeros. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So for me... The first three months, get to zero. The next month, I want to save £10. The mm -hmm. following month, I want to save £20. The following month, I want to save £40. Okay. The following month, I want to save £80. £160, £320. Like, do it over time. And that, that, that doubling might get too much, and you might have to look at where do I stop. Mm -hmm. But get to zero, and then just, just get to £10. Mm -hmm. And trust me, it's an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. In your mind, you, talk, you can tell yourself, I've finally been able to put away £10. Mm -hmm. Then the next month, wow, I've done 20 I've done 40 Then it becomes habitual. 
when mm -hmm. you do something regularly enough, it becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. Then it becomes normal. Then you love, then you love that feeling of saving. I've got people in retirement, clients that are in retirement, and they've got too much money. And I'm like, spend. And they can't. <laughs> they don't know how, like, saving is... So when you get into saving, what people don't realize when you get into saving, and you and you, like some people have experienced it in, in furlough because their costs have really gone down, they've not been able to spend outside, and they just had savings. And all of a sudden, like, oh, this is nice, mm. it's a wonderful feeling when you know you got 5k, 10k behind you. All of a sudden, you're walking different. If your boss is if your boss is trying it, you're feeling a bit confident, like, no, I'm not gonna have that because listen, I don't need you. I got, my, I got myself and I can go out and get another job. Do you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. for a lot of us, I feel like the workplace, they can smell our desperation. They know, listen, they know if they even pay us one day late, we're already calling HR. Of course. We're calling HR, shaking. Listen, my clients, when I sit down with them, the way I got their thing on lock, they don't even, they don't even know payday anymore because they live within their means. We budget and everything. They don't even wait. They don't, you lot are counting down from from the tenth. You know people are sweating from the tenth of the month. Even you know you're like tenth is even nice. Woo, ten. Then you're saying to yourself, I got twenty five days left, or I got mm -hmm. I got I got twenty days left. Like you're counting, you're yeah. shaking. Do you know what I mean? Them three days before payday. What? Them three days before payday is a different level. Mm -hmm. And man, you know you get that text. Your date has gone. You know what I mean? Date is finished now. You're you're, you're, all you got is your travel card. You can't you can't buy food, so you're just looking at what's in the cupboards. All mm -hmm. of a sudden, you're bringing beans and sweet corn to work. Like, what is that? <laughs> what what is that? Just cans, whatever cans you got in the yard. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. for me, I want us to overcome it. Let's let's get on top of our money so mm -hmm. that we we can now walk with a freedom, and that's the empowerment that money gives us. But yeah. we get empowered from wearing other people's brands on us. Mm. You see, our empowerment comes from the car that we drive or the clothes that we wear or being in Dubai on holiday and taking pictures. Now we feel empowered. But what I need us to understand is that we were already important and we already had value before these things. Mm -hmm. These things do not add value to you. You owning them brings the value. And so when we start to get to that, then we start to let go of these other things that we're spending money on. All of a sudden, there's money left over to really start building. Yes. Yes. I think that's key. Um, I got my redundancy money today. and Come so on. You're feeling good at it. I haven't seen. It's not even, I would say it's that much, but it's like um, I got 2K altogether. And I was like, I haven't actually seen 2K in my account since student loan days. Do you know how long ago that was? Come on. Come on. <laughs> that is really like, I was like, nah this can't happen again this is the first and last time obviously i'm looking at it and i know there's cards that need to be paid off like luckily it's enough i could just pay off one card but then obviously it's like sitting down figuring out what do i pay first you know mm -hmm. guy like so what would you say would be the best thing to start paying off how do you obviously there's things that um techniques that we hear of the snowballing effect you know the different tiers yeah different, yes. yeah mm -hmm. So it all depends on, on what you... So math-wise, the best thing to pay off first is the thing that you're paying the most interest on. But a lot of the time, the thing that you're paying most interest on, even if, like, let's say you had the 2K, it probably won't pay off the thing. So you'd still be there. 
So subconsciously wise, you'll go from having 2K to low dough, but still have bare debt. It's not, it's not going to make you feel good. This is mm. why the snowball effect works. What happens is, is that with the snowball effect, what you do is you go for the smallest debt first. And so what happens is that smallest debt might be one silly card that's like 500 pounds or 300 pounds or whatever. Mm -hmm. You pay that off, you close it. Now you tell yourself, you feel the, in, the, the mindset, that the, the endorphins hitting your body telling you, I've overcome. I've mm -hmm. closed one. Mm -hmm. Now you say, well, I've done one. I want to do another. Mm -hmm. And then you go for the next smallest one. Maybe that's 600 pounds or, or 750. Mm -hmm. Pay that one off. Now, now what happens is, is that you now, you now get into a cycle where you continue to keep going. Because what we don't understand is a lot of the thing is psychological. So what I always tell my clients is, the reason you want to buy that bag is not really because of the bag. It's because how you feel when you buy that bag. Yeah. So what we need to do is that if I can get, if we can find something that can get you the same feeling as that bag, but at a cheaper cost, now we've won. Yeah. And, if, and, and it's about, okay, if, if we can, yes, we can focus on paying off the one that's the highest, but really and truly, it's a long slog. It's going to take a lot of time and it takes it away. So let's focus on the ones that the smallest and get rid of that and get, get the psychological. And I think a lot of us as humans, we, we feel that we're so different. But mm -hmm. I think the pandemic has shown us, listen, when sickness comes, we all be getting sick, you know? Like, mm -hmm. do you understand that? Like, we're human. Like, and so there are just certain things that work. And so what we don't understand is, is that, especially us as black people, we are targeted to be consumers. Yeah. And so because of that, a lot of us, a lot of us are out here buying stuff and doing stuff and it's, it's to prove a point and the point that we're trying to prove is that we're not poor black people yeah. and it's a shame that that's the fact a lot of us are here trying to prove that we're not the poor black ones and luckily other people from other races are not judged by their skin and assumed to be poor so with us because of that judgment a lot of us are trying to show we're not the poor ones but it goes back to what i was saying before if you understand your value then you understand what makes you rich is not the amount of money that you have. What makes you wealth is not the amount of, it's, it's, it's the soul, it's the spirit, it's the, char the character, it's the community, it's the feel, it's the fabric of who you are as a person. And when you get entwined with that, then it doesn't matter if I've got a hundred thousand in the bank or I've got a thousand pounds in the bank, my walk is the same mm. because I'm still that same person. And that's what I'm trying to build. And that's what I'm trying to get um, my people to understand it makes sense it makes sense i think as well obviously having the expensive taste is just being these kind of people for me yeah it was very hard to um invest in myself obviously now i've got this new job i was like mm. oh, i need to buy new clothes and feel really good and then i was just thinking i've been i've been so tight with my money because i haven't had that much for a very long time it was hard like i was still but i just I just had to try and change my mindset to say, okay, if I take a little bit, it's not the end of the world. Mm. Um, to kind of feel, as you said, that that endorphins feeling good about myself, rather than yeah. saying, you know, to treat myself, it has to be this big number. Come on, taking like fifty pounds, and I've just bought myself a new dress, ready for obviously the new career that I'm going into, Come and. On. I so much better about myself and ready for obviously the next step um so taking little little bites of it and even as you said the saving thing i didn't really think about 
using £10. Um, now I'm getting paid weekly, so my budget would be different for someone obviously who's getting Come paid. On. So getting that £10 every week would, you know, be a lot easier than thinking, oh, this, but this paying, saving thing has to be some big £300 a month thing where I just don't feel like I could, you know, put that away. Um, so that is definitely key. And, and, the, and the big thing for you is that now that you're getting paid weekly, Mm -hmm. don't, don't live a life monthly, okay? Mm -hmm. So your direct debits can't be coming out at one time in the month. Mm. Your money's not coming one time in a month. You are in control of your direct debits. Okay. You've got to start moving them about. Do you know what I mean? So that, that you pay some. Do you, do you understand? Because your money's, yes. not, your money's no longer coming um, on a monthly basis. So yes. some people, when they get paid weekly, they put it all, they leave it to come all out. On, and then it's just a hard week that week. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? But actually, you can move your direct debits and obviously make sure that the bigger ones like rent or mortgage or whatever are towards the end of the month when you're going to have... So you've got weeks to build up to that. But the yeah. smaller ones, you can pay that, some of the smaller ones, you know, sooner. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Makes sense. Um, even rounds up... Yeah, rounds up... Um, I've got a Moneybox one and I've got a Monzo one. And yeah, they are really doing well. Doing well. I think from so far in my Moneybox, I've probably got like £400 just, you know. Round think, really, you know. Wow. <laughs> from not even feeling like I could save and just using those little pennies here and there. Um, it, it's a good feeling to just have it there, whether whatever I do decide to do with it later um, is something different. Um, chip is good yes i did have chip before as well i've had that as well pretty tough used all these apps just you know to help to just try and as i said just feel like i'm doing something towards yeah. something whether i know what i'm saving for is a completely different thing um so as i said i need to budget personally i need to budget differently how do we set up a budget for whatever our circumstances are yeah for me it's about i always talk, talk to people and say look you gotta understand how much does it cost to be you? Mm. Like, you got to know what that number is. What's the number? You got to know what the number is to be you. And then it's about once you do that, then then you can then budget that. How, how much of that is fixed? So if it's fixed, that should come out of that one account. Like okay. your direct debits and all that, that should come out of that one account. And you should know how much you need to put in that account to pay your direct debits. Um, if it's then obviously put yourself on a budget. So I think a lot of us don't do it. Like we literally whatever's left after after we've paid our bills is is a free-for-all but no you should say okay i've paid all my bills now i've made sure that i've only got the bills that i actually need to pay number yeah. one go and look at them some of them things that you were getting free for six months six months has passed and they're charging you like yeah. always make sure you're checking your direct debits and looking at what's going on looking at sky sky will do and always do a little nonsense oh yeah that 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 discount you were getting expired well you don't want to tell me just want to take money from my account. So it's one of them things where all of these type of things, keep a look on it because your direct debits can change and that's how they catch you. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that. Then put yourself on a budget. How much am I going to spend? How much am I going to spend each month? And know that that's all I've got. So if I decide that, listen, I'm giving myself 300 to spend in a month and I want to go and spend 150 on day one, know that I'm finished. I, that's it I'm on I've got no other room for movement do you know what I mean and sometimes people will be like ah oh, you know I had this emergency or that emergency well you need an emergency fund if you don't have an emergency fund how do you have an emergency 
So how much should we be putting in our emergency funds? So in an emergency fund, whatever it costs to be you, you should have at least three months of that number in an emergency fund. Okay. And this is what I'm saying. Some people are telling me, oh, yeah, I, I ain't got an emergency fund, but I want to invest in shares or I want to buy a property or I want to I wanna do Forex or I want to buy Bitcoin. Listen, slap yourself and wake up. <laughs> you need to put the money in the emergency fund before you do any of that. There's levels to this thing. And sometimes we want to bypass it because it's more sexier to say, oh, yeah, I just bought some shares. Listen, you're faking to yourself. Mm -hmm. buying, buying shares, anyone can buy shares you could, you could take money from your credit card And go and buy shares And then post it on the internet, I bought shares It means mm -hmm. nothing mm -hmm. like, and, and, and that's the problem for me Is I feel like a lot of the stuff that we're doing We're doing because we're watching stuff online And we're feeling pressured that oh, This is what we should be doing Bun everybody I want everyone to know that motto Bun everybody I don't, nobody should You should not do, what, do anything in life Because of other people Bun them all like, you got your life, you got what you got to do, you got your money and your time, and you got to do within your means. Yeah. And so don't allow yourself to be pressured, oh, yeah, I've just opened my free trade account. Bruv, you, got, you ain't even got an emergency fund. Like, sometimes when I speak to people, I'm like, if I was next to you, the way I'll just take off my belt, give you some lashings. Some of us, even though we're in our 30s, we need a good beating because we just, we're just, we just think because we've left our parents' house, we're free now. Like we're yeah. adults, but we're still moving like children. And yeah. the problem is, is that we're moving like children and we've got children. Mm -hmm. And if we don't fix up, it's going to affect our children. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Um, being, even though you say, you know, obviously creating your own budget and, you know, you have children, there is obviously people who are in relationships and maybe your other half doesn't necessarily share your view um or you know maybe you keep his, your finances separate how do you create like a safe space to talk about it within the relationship listen i'm i'm a big believer like i always tell that people be like they don't they don't like listen if you got a partner you should have been talking about money from early early i don't care what no one says from we've done date one date two date three now we've got to be talking about money we got like, what are we doing here Mm -hmm. Like, how we get into a partnership and, and we have the potential where we can then bring children into the play and we're not talking money. We're not mm -hmm. talking... Like, I don't understand how we get into marriage and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, we've got to have this money conversation. So what have you been doing for the last four years? Mm -hmm. And this is the problem. Like, I don't think we understand what the commitments we're making to one another. So, again, we get into marriage and people be like, oh, yeah, I don't, tell, I don't want to tell her about this. I don't want to tell him about... Ah, what's him and her? I don't understand. Mm -hmm. well, what is, I don't, listen, you can have your own money, but you can't be hiding that. What, what is that? That's yeah. a nonsense. Yeah. Like, there, there's no money that should be hidden. You can have your own money in your own account, and that's fine. That's not a problem. But where, wh why are we hiding money from our life partner? If two are one, why would, would, would you hide, would you hide money, would, you, would, would the left hand hide money from the right hand? It, it wouldn't do it. It doesn't make sense. Mm. So for me, Yes, be independent and all of that, but understand that this is a partnership. And whether there's marriage or not, if you've got, especially once you've got children, you have to, you have to make sure that the money is right. And, mm -hmm. and, and money doesn't equal power. That's mm -hmm. another thing that gets on my nerves. Listen, I make the most money in my yard and I'm a financial advisor. My mm -hmm. wife runs money in my house. My wife is one tight Nigerian. There's no amount of financial advice that will ever compete with how tight she is. 
Yeah. Like when it just when it comes to money, she just she's just tight. Like, do you understand? Like, my wife is the type of person that will be like, "Oh, I went to buy plantain. It's normally four for one pound. I didn't buy it because it was four for one pound ten. <laughs> ah, what do you mean one pound ten? Yeah, or ten pence. You yeah, buy it. Yeah. Like, do you understand? Like that level of tight, I can't. I can't compete. I can't. I the the tightness is too much. Like, do you understand? Yeah. So, so there's no point in me saying I'm the man, I'm the financial advisor in this house. Listen, I'm not going to the supermarket. I'm not doing the Tesco shopping. I'm here. I'm I'm busy. So we have to, you understand? It has to make sense. Like, I don't mm -hmm. like this whole, oh, I make the most money. So I, I make 80% of the money. So I must have 80% of the safe. Are you, mm -hmm. are you, are you stupid? Mm -hmm. that, that, it doesn't, that, that makes no sense. At the end of the day, it's a partnership. It doesn't, there's no I money, it's our money. Do you understand? And mm -hmm. so for me, when it comes to relationships, the money talk should happen early. And if it doesn't, and now you're stuck, you have to, we have to make sure that you bring people in and bring the right people in. Sometimes mm -hmm. you want to bring the wrong people in and it's, you're, you're messing yourself, but bring people in that both parties trust and that mm -hmm. are good with their money and mm -hmm. have that conversation. Mm -hmm. I think for me and my husband, um, we like spending. We do. We don't. We're both not good at money. Like we like enjoyment. You know. Oh, you know, you're looking back. You're like, oh, like we went here. We did this. We did that. And like we've had some rough times. Don't get me wrong. Like times yeah. when he was working. Obviously, I weren't working when he, I was working. He weren't working. Um, and now we feel like, like for me, I just feel like wow, we're on a level playing field now. Like, we're both working, both bringing money into the house. And now it's like, okay, let's put our heads together and figure out what we're going to do with this. Because I think we played for too long. <laughs> um, someone asks, how much money should you be saving in your 20s? And for me, I think it's as much as you can. Um, I think for me, I wish I was saving before the children came. Now, when you think, oh, I'm going to have a baby, then you start rushing to save. And I think it didn't really work because when the baby comes and money it has to go in, mm. um, you can't continue to save. So what would you kind of say about that? Yeah, I think the thing, and again, the thing about it is when you're in your 20s, you're living that, that false life because you're in your parents' yard. Maybe you're contributing, but it's a change. Like I know you think it's a big money. Mm -hmm. Listen. I remember I used to give my mom, my, my, I think I used to give my dad like 200, then I give my mom another 200, like four bills a month. And I used to feel like, wow, you lot are taking bet. Bruv, I wish I could pay four bills a month and still have a bed to sleep in, still have food in the fridge. Just cancel tax, gone. What? Like, and, and the thing is, is that, and this is why the problem is, is that you see the young people and, you know, you're earning maybe 1,000, 1,500. And now you're paying 500 pounds on a car mm -hmm. because you're thinking, well, I've still got a thousand pounds left over. Yeah. But, what, but it, 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 it doesn't make sense. That's not, that shouldn't be for you. Yeah. Like, do you understand? That is one third of all your money on a car that yeah. is going down in value. Yeah. It's nonsense. But that whole being at home gives you that full sense. And tell, ask anybody, anybody now that's paying bills and looking after a family will tell you, ah, oh, I wish. When I was at home, I was putting that money. And it's hard. I understand when you're young because you want to be doing life. You want to be doing guy. Going mm -hmm. to Miami wearing no shirt and, and just walking around with oil on your chest. I understand. I understand. It's a, it, I understand we want to live that life. But I need you to understand that 
in your youth, those years that you put in your 20s, I swear to, I promise you, in your 40s, you'll be living a different life on, mm. a, on a big income because you, and I'm not saying don't enjoy, like go holiday, enjoy. But if you can budget when you're at home with your parents, oh Lord, I promise you that those things, those little raves that you miss, those little holidays, those few holidays that you might not go to, I promise you, in your 40s, you will be laughing because you would have you would have bought two free houses by the time you get to 40 and and your friends that have been going on holiday will be buying their first mm -hmm. and it will just mm -hmm. be a different life mm -hmm. i think even getting a second job i have a friend she's 25 she works the retail job that i was at on the weekends but then she also has a nine to five during the week she's not married she's single she's at home with her parents like only god knows what her savings look like come on <laughs> I really wish I had that knowledge back then um, to just be juggling because you have all the energy to come and then say that, oh, I'm going to go in. Someone told me, oh, maybe I should try and do like Uber Eats to help like just add to the luck. I was thinking, but when? Oh. When will I have the time or even the energy to do that? Because at 6am, Janae is knocking on my door to tell me to wake up. Uh, Jacob will be on me giving me cuddles. Come on. All till nine o'clock. Then when then I go and do Uber Eats, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, doesn't make sense. Uber Eats is not for you. Like and, oh. and again, it's, it's and it's about finding balance, but there are yeah. there are hustles, there are ways to make money. But yeah. again, one thing I wanna I wanna emphasize is that for a lot of us, the reason we need to do these hustles is because we've made the mistakes and we now need to go correct yeah. them. So again, if we can avoid, you know, getting into the debts and getting into not making the mistakes, it will it will ease the ease the load yeah. all of us have been caught out taking out loans or doing buying cars or taking out finances or taking out loan agreements or doing kalana whatever you want to call it like doing all of that because we're earning a certain amount right now mm -hmm. then before you know then before you know the, the income drops and now you're caught out and so for me i want us to like the way, the way you can make money is if you can live off the basic and then when you make more, let's say I make 20% more, I, I, I increase my, let's say I increase my outgoings, like my spending by 3% and I put away 17. Or I increase my outgoings by 5% but I put away 15. Like, do you understand? The problem is, is that our, our, our income will increase by 20% and our outgoings will increase by 25. Mm, that's it. All of a sudden, you that was you that was in Lidl's and before you even in Lidl's you'll be walking around checking every aisle to make sure that this biscuit is the cheapest price before you buy it in Lidl's. Now you're in you're in Waitrose closing your eyes just putting things into basket. Hey all of a sudden all of a sudden you want to be buying monk, monkfish. What is monkfish? You want to be buying monkfish. Oh Lord. When you never seen monkfish before in your life, now you want to be buying a smoke haddock smoke haddock this is this is what you're doing because you've gone vegan or you because you because you you're living that green life I, yeah. I just tell you the way that when i see people i just want to just slap them to wake up because it's nonsense you that was struggling struggling you're going to you're going to littles with shopping lists and you're looking and then you're noticing that the, the milk that was 25p last week is 30p this week you're angry yeah. Now you've just got a little pay rise, extra hundred pounds. 
and now he's not even gone to Sainsbury's, gone to Waitrose, gone to Max and Spencer, Ocado. Oh <laughs> Lord. Oh, what's going on? Wow. Some of a, us are earning twenty K. Wow. Twenty K and you're buying Birkin bag at eight thousand. Look at your life. Look, what are you doing? See, this How? Is avoid. This is obviously what I'm saying I want to avoid because I know if I couldn't manage the little one that I had before, there's no way that I can manage. It's not even, I would say it's not even that much bigger, but it's, it's obviously a change for me. And I don't want to repeat the mistakes that I've made in the past at all. But yes, Lord forgive us for Please. being extra and thinking that we could just be doing anything anyhow. <laughs> but um, yeah, so... Knowing that we need to live within our means, obviously, is um, easier said than done. Um, Someone when... said, Iman, they're not going to ask you to promote these brands. No, I promote not. Asda. That's, these are, those are my type of brands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Asda, these low-budget family brands. Asda is amazing, as well as the Lidl and Aldi. Come on. I'm all for that, all for that. Um someone so let's go back to the savings someone said um recently signed up for stepladder um i do not have any savings what's the best way to save um there's always that percentage how much percentage do you save like would you say would be a rough estimate yeah so i think when it comes to saving it depends on where you're at if you're single to me that percentage is a lot higher like like to say if you're in your parents house to mm -hmm. me if i'm in my parents house you should be able to save 40 to 50 percent of your money mm -hmm. because you ain't got cancel tax you ain't got rent you ain't got like you ain't got a lot of the things that you're gonna have when you when you get out when you step out into the real world so to me that that's it obviously when you're now when you're now got more responsibilities and so forth i always try and say look save a team at 10 to 20 percent is, is is a good is a good amount to save mm -hmm. and then obviously you know if you can save 10 to 20 percent i think i think that's a good space mm -hmm. um but Obviously, like I said, if money's a tool, the more you can, the more we can save, the more we can grow that tool. And and people, it's all about time. Like I'm saying, I'm, I might say to you, you might say you want to buy a house. So do you want to buy the house in eighteen months, or do you want to buy the house in four years? Okay. Because if we say eighteen months, that means that the enjoyment is going to be very small, small. Do you mm -hmm. understand? But mm -hmm. you may say, actually, I'm not in a rush. I want to buy my house in four years. So then you can still save and you can enjoy. But the, the difference is, is that you have to have a plan. A lot of us say, oh, I want to buy a house or I want to drive, I want to drive a Volk. Number one, mm -hmm. a Volk is a footballer car. When I see these men with Audi 8 Q6 or Q, Q7, uh, do you know what kind of petrol goes into this? Your income is not, you don't make that money. This is footballer cars. Just petrol alone, just to buy and do school run, will be costing you £20 to do school yeah. run. I've got a guy that I work with. He drives a Jag. He tops up twice a week, £95. Think, think about it. On it's petrol, a... this thing, you're putting it in and as you're driving, it's going out. As in? It's madness. You can't even rev. You know, you know some men can't go past 30 miles per hour and they, they can't even rev. They drive there. You see they take off their car nice and slowly. They know when they put their foot down, that's £20 out the back. Straight. Yeah. So yeah, we, we have to understand, know your levels. I know things look nice, that is sweet to the eye. And you know, for us, 
for me, this is why I talk about mindset so much. For us, it's about the boast. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Like, a lot of the time, we don't, we're, not, we're not inviting people around to the house too tough. You know how we are. So we don't really care. We might not even own a house, but we want to drive a nice car because mm -hmm. we want to be able to pull it out the front of church and, mm -hmm. tell, and, and, and then everybody can see your whip and you know, your, everyone thinks you're doing well. But listen, your bank account will not lie to you. Doesn't matter if you lie to the world, if you post on this, if you go and stand next to somebody else's car or go mm -hmm. and hire this or hire that, your bank account. You see, when you go into online banking, that is the truth. It's yeah. the truth. And for a lot of us, we don't go on online banking because we don't want to see our real selves. But oh. don't worry, it will catch you. you know? <laughs> it will catch you. Oh, gosh. I don't know if anyone else is just feeling attacked. But <laughs> we need it. Because honestly, we've been hiding under the rock for too long. I think 20... I know, obviously, we're not going to try and make this whole New Year thing a big thing. Twenty twenty. <laughs> just waiting for us. Come on. <laughs> 2021 has to be better for our finances, guys. I know, you know, we still got two months of this year. We have to turn around, start now, because we don't know what's going to happen in 2021. Um, but someone asked about Step Ladder, which is the community saving um, yeah. thing that you have at the moment. Yeah. Um, could you just explain what that is? So basically, I, I, I wanted to run a mentorship, and I, I've been seeing bare mentorships, like, Bare people do mentorships and the things are expensive. Like, it's one grand, five grand, ten grand for a one-day course. I'm saying, yo, what are you teaching me in one day? Mm -hmm. That's ten bags. Mm -hmm. What? Like, wouldn't, if I'm going into property, wouldn't I be better off having the ten bags to go and yeah. use towards property? Mm -hmm. Rather than, I said, no, nah, this mentorship thing, I'm going to blow everybody out of the water. So I said, listen, how do I give back to my people? for a mentorship, but at a price that makes sense. So I said, listen, I'm going to speak to a corporate. I'm going to partner with a corporate. And so the corporate will pay for my time. And so I can now allow myself to give the knowledge to the people without having to charge them for my time. Makes and sense. so that's where, that's where I partner with Stepladder. Now, if you know, Pardner, um, Agile, um, Sesu, these are, these are all um, um, kind of program schemes that you know we have used, our ancestors have used. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know the stats about you know ownership of property in the UK, but I think you know Caribbeans I think own double the amount of property, if not more, um, mm -hmm. than Black Africans. And one of the main reasons is that when Caribbeans came over, they did partner, and then that's how they all saved up their deposit to then go and buy a house. And so for me. I understand that this system doesn't work for us. Mm -hmm. You see this credit, this overdraft, this loan, this bank account, all, it's, not, it's not aimed at us to win. It's aimed at us to lose. So I said, I want us to use systems that I know that have worked for us in the past. And Pardner has worked. So, so what happens is, is that you, know, you put into a, a circle, which is then a group of 10 people, and mm -hmm. it's only £100. I wanted, you know, like I said, £100. It's not, if £100 is not a lot of money. I know for some people it's a lot of money, but for me, if you want to start saving, I feel like £100 is a, is a standard amount that most people can find. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so you put £100 in, and then there's 10 people in a circle, everyone puts in their £100, and then once a, once a, then once a month, there's a draw, and one person will get that, get that £1,000. Okay? And that's done for 10 months. Mm -hmm. I, every other month, I'm going to be 
every other month I'm going to be teaching on a different topic, whether it's money mindset, whether it's budgeting, whether it's property, mortgages, pensions, wills, life insurance, investing in stocks and shares. So I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you how how it's made, how the financial how the financial industry works so that you can make confident financial decisions. And the big thing for me is about empowering you so that you can then go and empower your children and your loved ones. Because my voice is limited to those that can hear. Mm -hmm. But if I can empower you and then you can take that and go and empower those that are around you, now that goes across. I feel like too many of us are waiting for schools or workplaces or some television program to educate us. I need you to understand that too many people are winning from our loss. Like from our losses, people are winning. When we're, when we're taking out these bad credit cards, when we're taking, going into our overdraft, when we're, when we're spending and getting into debt, too many people are winning. Mm -hmm. that, that they're making billions of pounds off of our bad decisions. So they're not encouraged to educate us because that means they're going to lose. So for me, this is my gift. This is what God gave me, our understanding of finance and money. And so what I wanted to do was use that to empower as many people as I could so that they could then go and empower those that are around them. And now it becomes ongoing. When I used to sit down with clients, yeah, I'd say, oh, how come you're in this room right now? Oh, when I was, when I was a kid, my mom had, had a savings account for me. And so because that mom had a savings account for me that paid for my uni, paid for my deposit for my house, paid for my wedding, all of a sudden, what are you going to do when you get money and you mm -hmm. have a child? You're going to make sure you go and do the exact same thing. Yeah. Oh, my granddad died. He had life insurance. So well, guess what? When you get when you get a child, what are you gonna you're gonna have life insurance. You have lived it. You understand? You've had you've experienced it. So they're not they're not waiting for someone to teach them. They're being taught at home. And for me, I want to empower our people so we can teach our children financial education at home. That should be something that we that we put on our backs and we teach them, and then they carry it on, and it becomes a legacy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely something that I thought was is amazing. I think it's a good idea. My mum also my mum was literally telling me about her one that she's got at work. So there's ten of them and they put three hundred pounds in um Yeah, good So it was her turn to cash out. So she should literally just three K just that just like that. Obviously um, not just like that, obviously she should put money into of it. Of course, of course. I think in terms of what the way you think about it as well, it'll be like, oh, this 3K is just one big lump sum that I got. Even though you have saved 3K by putting it in, it doesn't feel like, you know, once you receive the money, it's still like, oh, exciting. Um, I think that's why it works so well. Yeah, um, accountability is so important. You're so much more likely because if you just save 300 pounds in an account, mm -hmm. if you want, no one's checking you. You just yeah. go take that back out. But mm -hmm. when you understand that I have to put my three hundred pounds in because mm -hmm. the other the other nine people are relying on me to do my part, how yes. much more powerful? How much yes. more will you make sure that you put the money in for the others? And yes. that's why it works. It's mm -hmm. the accountability. You're it's something like three hundred percent more likely to, to to reach your savings goal mm -hmm. doing doing this system than doing it on your own. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, if you're interested, check out. Um, Emmanuel's page. It's an interest-free advance. Yes, that's definitely a good way of seeing it as well. Um, so you touched on the next topic, which oh yeah, sorry, and it's only five pound a month for ten. Months. 
month, yes, which is what that I saw. That was a big thing for me. I want to jump on that. Five pounds, you can't go Five wrong. Five pounds a month. A, I'm a qualified financial advisor, been for over 13 years. You lot are paying thousands of pounds for men that have, ne have no qualifications, mm -hmm. nothing. No disrespect because experience can mean that you can teach. But mm -hmm. what I'm trying to let you know is I don't just have experience. I have qualifications at a high level. And I'm offering it to you for £5 a month. This is, this is unheard of. I don't know if I can even do it again. But Stepladder have sponsored it so that we can do this. And that's what I wanted to let you guys know and let you guys understand is that, you know, yes, courses are great. Yes, invest in yourself. But understand how you're spending your money. Yeah. Definitely. Um, quick question. As mums, we want to know, how much should the tooth fairy be giving our children? Come on. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. If you're in my yard, that thing don't exist, um, unfortunately. <laughs> Wait, you know, like... How do you teach your children the value of money? I think that's a whole other topic, but, you know, <laughs> you'd think that giving them the pounds would be like, oh, look, the tooth fairy gave you money. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to put it away? Are you going to spend it? Like, yeah. you know, my wife is extra Nigerian. Unfortunately, um, the two fairy didn't, didn't visit the village, so <laughs> definitely ain't coming, coming around now. My wife is extra, <laughs> extra Nigerian. I think we did it for the first child, but we got four now. That's way you know, these teeth are falling out all over. These, I think these will just knock their teeth anyway if they knew they were money. <laughs> like, so, you know, what I mean, so yeah, that don't even run out, run out here. You know what I mean? I think for me, the biggest thing we can teach our children is the importance of value. Mm -hmm. like, and that's what I teach them. I teach them about value and understanding that they need to add value to themselves. My kids, they practice, you know, doing talking in front of camera. They, um, they practice their reading. So sometimes I can't, I can't, I'm on this, I can't watch them read. So I make them record themselves when they read, then I watch it back. Do you know what I mean? And I get them to, you know, practice using apps and creating videos and editing stuff. And I get them to, you know, do public speaking because, you know, I get paid. I get paid to talk now. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I, I, I get them to, I get them to do um, karate. Um, they did, they did judo and karate in order to build their confidence. Mm -hmm. They did drama. They did drama classes. They, they, they were meant to do a tech class, but it got stopped because of the pandemic. But once that's allowed, they're going to do tech so that, you know, by the time they know, they know how to bang a website. If there's a recession, they don't need to be looking at Uber Eats. They can go on Fiverr and, and, and be banging websites for people yeah. across the world. This is, to me, this is, this is what it's about. It's about value. Because mm -hmm. if you can add value, somebody will pay you for the value that you can add. Mm -hmm. You understand? But if you always chase money, you're always going to have to work for someone that wants to give you the money. But yeah. if you have value, somebody wants your value and therefore they want to pay you to get access to the value that you have. And that's the mindset that I want to teach our young people. But also, like I said, with them is about charity as well, because they're privileged. Like what I'm doing for them, my parents could never, ever do for me. So they have to know that when they get money from, from the value that they add or whatever they do, and listen, they don't get paid to do no chores. My wife is extra Nigerian. They do not get paid to do no chores. Listen, they're just lucky they don't get beat. You understand? So it's one of those ones. So when they get money from, you know, aunties, uncles, whatever, they know that there's a portion of that that they need to give back to charity. Mm -hmm. They know that because they're in a privileged position. And for us, a lot of us, we are, we, we've come from, we're great because of the, the hard times that we've had have molded us into these wonderful people. And now we're adding success to where we're coming from. A lot of the time with our children, we're just giving them success without the hard times and we're not actually creating the best children.
Do you know what I mean? And so for me, it's about what characters are we having for our children and what are we inputting into them so that, you know, when they're around, are they nice people? And, and so we have to have a balance between, yes, you want to give them all the stuff that we didn't have, but yes, we need to make sure that they've got good character and we're, 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 we're creating children that we can be proud of. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, on the topic of generational wealth in terms of obviously what you're instilling in your children, um, where I work, there's two of us that were employed at the same time, a white guy um, who lives in Guildford and then obviously me, black girl that lives in Peckham. Mm. Um, he, you know, we were talking and I was just like, oh, you know, where do you live? He lives with his girlfriend. He inherited the house that he lives in, which is mm -hmm. next to his parents' house. So I was just like, oh, okay, that's nice. Um, for me, he's 31, I'm 28. There's not really that much difference. And mm -hmm. I was just like, you've already got, obviously, your leg on the ladder. Um, I went home and told my dad, oh, you know, the, the guy, he's got his own house. Like, his parents, like, he obviously read um, he inherited it. He was like, oh, that means he's got his foot on the ladder already. Like, you know, that's, that puts you at a disadvantage. And I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> Bearing in mind, my dad has two houses, so he just doesn't want to give me one. But, you know, in his mindset, he's just like, well, I'm going to sell him and I'm going to go to Ghana. And that's about it. You know, how do we, obviously we know that that's not the right, the mindset that we want to have our children for our children but how do we continue to break this cycle of not um having anything to fall back from for our from our parents yeah i think i think it's twofold i think what happened to that guy a lot of the time we have to understand is that that's four or five generations down mm -hmm. so again we can't compare we're mm -hmm. talking about someone who's great 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 like they the first generation suffered the same way we're suffering okay do you know what i mean and they're mm -hmm. standing on the backs of others. So again, first generation down. So so we can't compare. They, they, they may be, they, he may be three or four generations down. And so mm -hmm. that's where this is able to happen. Do you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so that's great for them. And we're going to start building that ourselves going forward. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really important that we don't compare ourselves to, to other, especially non-Blacks. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because they're, they're, even Asians, mm -hmm. it's different. I always talk about Asians. Asian culture so listen ask British, ask British people what's the number one food they eat they'll tell you curry do you understand yeah. like Asian the Asian community have been embraced they drink tea do you understand there mm. are certain things in the Asian community and culture that has already been embraced by the British you know mm -hmm. you understand they took their jewels all of that so we need to understand that even all this BAME thing it's a, it's a lie don't do that they, you can't talk BAME around me you know mm. oh, you can't talk BAME around me you know that, that thing is completely different like mm -hmm. it's completely different and so for me it's really important that we understand that as black people our journey is different okay but what we need to do is look at building assets and building wealth and what does that look like so this is why i always talk about the three pillars property um stocks and shares and business these are the three things that we need to be building and so if we can start building in these three areas then we'll be able to leave stuff and i always talk about business because if we start building businesses, we can start employing our own. Mm. I don't think you understand how much men get employed by their own in normal companies. And so mm. for me, it's about us. Imagine you've got a business now. Who would you, we, you won't, you won't, you're not afraid to hire a 16-year-old in a hoodie. 
You mm. just know that's just a you just know that's a confused black boy. You understand? Mm. See outside, they they've the only black people they see are on EastEnders or on the television or on the news getting arrested. Yeah, we haven't got that perception. So sometimes the reason it's important for us to have businesses is that we also with businesses come employment. And that's why it's so important that we, we raise businesses and that we also um, support black businesses. Because now we understand when we spend our money with these businesses, we are investing in a family, but also in, our, in, our, in the next generation. Because mm -hmm. now we can give them work experience and these type of things that will help them going forward. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to property, it's really important that we look at, okay, don't spend too much on the, the one that we're living in. I see man spending 700k on a yard, new built, part by part rent. I just want to take off my belt and give man lashings. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that a man will know. You see, like, right round you, like, a man will boast. Ah, yeah, I just got my yard, 700. You see, when them man come to talk to me, these men are humble, yo, bro, man. This mortgage payment is crazy. Listen, I, these men will humble themselves because they know they did a madness. What are you doing on the house that you live in? 700k on the and you gotta pay that for the next 30 to 35 years. Mm. In my culture, we call it mugu. You are fool. Like, what have you? You're it's unbelievable. You want to be humble with the yard that you're living in to begin with, so that you have money to buy yards that can make you some money. Yeah, what's wrong? Yeah. Like, your 700k house is gonna come probably on your fifth, sixth goal. Do you understand? when you've got four or five properties behind you paying mm -hmm. the income so that mortgage is light on you. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. 700K, part by part rent. Oh, Lord. It's, it's mad. And so for me, it's, it's, one of the, it's one of them ones where we've got, to, we've got to be careful on the things that we're doing. We're just, yeah. not, we're just, not, we're just not being clever. Mommy, savings um furlough literally we've been going through it if there's anything that you've missed definitely check out part one um and we're going to continue talking about generational wealth and how we can build um obviously he did talk about the three pillars and that was kind of where we left hands of if i remember them property um shares and business so I think once we start connecting, that was our three pillars that we were talking about. So, property. Um, quickly, obviously, mm -hmm. the whole big thing is the help to buy. Um, mm -hmm. Part by part. That's literally, I think I opened the Metro the other day and there's loads of them and they really do encourage you to get into it. Um, and on paper, I guess it does kind of make sense, you know. Mm -hmm. Um when would be the when would be a good time to use that scheme to me i need us to understand that nine times out of ten on a new build you're gonna pay, you're gonna pay above the odds you're not you can't really you can try and haggle a little but you're not it's already overpriced anyway so mm -hmm. a lot of the time unless you're buying like the last few last few bit um, um properties in in the lot then a lot of the time you're gonna pay an over pay an overprice on a new build so when it comes to it it's for me if you can buy a house the normal way that should be your aim and if it's possible we should do it if it's not possible 
then I think, you know, help to buy is, is, is decent. I don't particularly push it too much, but it's a decent way to get on the ladder. And again, you can, you can do that for five years and then, and then you don't pay the interest in the five years and try and, you know, sell it in, in that five-year period so that you can then go and buy it the normal way. So that, 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 that's the way. Shared ownership has worked for some people, but in most cases, it's not, it's, it's not great because when it comes to property, what you want to do is you want to buy, get the, the, the property value goes up, and then you can then sell and buy another property and you've got either more money where you can maybe still buy one, buy one property and have a smaller mortgage or buy, buy two properties out of the equity that you've made over time in the property because mm -hmm. you're paying down the mortgage and hopefully if it's in a good area, the value is going up. Mm -hmm. With shared ownership, instead of selling it to buy more, you are buying within the property. So as the property value is going up, you are then buying more units in that property. So you're, it's costing you more every time to buy this one place. Mm. And so, so for me, I don't like it, especially at 25%. I think if you are going to do shared ownership, and that's the only choice that you have, you want to try and do it at 50%. So the hope is that if you do it at 50%, you could then sell it and at least you get 50% of the increase that you can add and then hopefully buy something the normal way. Okay, makes sense. So yeah, the, I'm not saying don't use the schemes because I know for some people they're there and that's the only way you're ever going to buy a property. And it's, it, it is better, nine times out of 10, it is better to to buy and own and be, have some kind of control. Um, uh, and you know have some asset and be benefiting a little than to have none through renting yeah that makes sense i'm in a position where i have the right to buy my council I'm but i don't know whether it's worth it because for me it's the service charges is the you know i know when we moved in here they were already doing up the balconies and things like that if i own this house the amount of money that I would have to pay for them to come and redo the balcony. I just don't know. I don't see it being feasible or even... Be but you can ask them if there's any planned maintenance or works before you buy it. Mm, okay. so, that you, so you know what's coming up. A lot mm. of these things are planned. They don't just wake up and say, oh, we're going to do this today. Mm. Like a lot of the time they plan it in advance. You can ask. But again, if you're getting 115000 115k. If you if they if you're getting 115k, and I don't I don't know what the service charge is, but over five years, it's not 115k. Mm. Like the discount is too sweet. Who who's giving that to you? Mm. But to me, if you got right to buy it and you, you can make it work, yes, the service charge might be a pain, mm. but over time, after five years, you can sell the property and go and do your own. Like do you know what I mean? And and reap that one that hundred bag that they gave you mm. as a deposit. Mm. You know what I mean? So for me, I feel like it can, you've got to do the numbers, but in most cases, right to buy will definitely work. Now, if you're in a housing association, mm -hmm. that 15K is like, like, what's 15K? Like, yeah. 15K is yeah. nothing in London. If you're in Wales or, or up north, then 15K is a, is a dope. But in London, 15K is nothing. But, um, but right to buy, yeah, that is sweet. Okay, I'll definitely think about it more. But I need to save the, I still even need to save a deposit. 
to buy a new gun, buy tomorrow. You still, you still need oh. money for it. Um, but yeah, so we spoke about property. Obviously, having property behind you to um, build generational wealth. Um, businesses. What if someone just thinks that? Oh, you know, I don't have any business, or I don't have any business ideas. Good. It's a good. It's a good point. To be honest, some of us are not. We're not made to be CEOs and all of that. You understand? That's not. That's not your portion. You understand? You ain't got no people skills. Mm -hmm. Like that's not you. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that you can't make money and buy a lease to a shop and then rent out the shop. That's mm. your business. That's true. That doesn't mean that you can't buy a car and then rent rent it out Monday to Friday or rent rent out a car that you know that people desire and rent it out mm -hmm. and, and get an income from that. Mm -hmm. That could be your business. Like, I think sometimes when we do business, we just think, oh, it's, you know, I'm the boss, I'm the CEO, I'm in here. No, you can still have your day job and you can, you can use the money. And this is why I say money is a tool. Mm. But a lot of us, we ain't got vision. That's the problem. We ain't got vision. I always tell people, you got sight, but you ain't got vision. Some of us see wood, other, the rest see table. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. It's about vision. And so for me, don't limit yourself to, oh, I, can, I can't do this. And some of us have skills. Do you understand? We have skills that are transferable. Mm. So I was talking to someone the other day, they're like, ah, oh, but what if you do a job and there's nothing? I'm a train driver. Okay, but can you not, you are a train driver qualified. Train drivers get paid though, right? They get paid probably around 50 to 60 if, you do, if you're doing a night shift. Them, yeah, right? yeah. So if you could help train people to become a train driver, would they not pay you two grand to help them if they're going to get 50K or 60K paid at the end? Mm. So now, this is what I talk about vision. Some of us have skills in areas that are desirable to a next generation or to people that would love to get in there but don't know how. And actually, that's your business. Your business is your experience. Your business is the things that you know better than everyone else because that's what you do every single day. And if you're not doing that, then like I said, you can invest. You can buy a franchise. Man can, man can buy subways. Man can buy subways and then get a manager to manage it and I'm chilling mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm still going to my 9 to 5 yeah that makes and sense that's what I'm trying to say so when I'm talking business it only has to set up a shop and you know you're there every day that's true that's true but business is important yeah I think it's something that again it's just not it's not spoken about enough it's not spoken about enough because you do see all well, these business shows, these franchise shows, you know, they're big um, Excel exhibits where the, all these businesses do come to say, look, come and buy a part of our business. And never something that I would have ever thought to go to, to look at or anything like that, ever be feel like, ah, oh, you know, that's something that I could do. Um, so, yeah, part of the conversation is definitely... Um, having a wide range of options i think sometimes we just think there's just one way and that's it um whereas even you know obviously you're saying about the asian community the guy that i work for now he's a care home provider so he owns like 36 care homes i don't oh. know as i've ever looked at how much people pay to go into these care homes that's oh. <laughs> that's crazy but then he also I, I got a chance to talk to him he was like yeah my family we we own petrol stations we started buying petrol stations and then he goes yeah and we also have five hotels i was like so where did you start like Come on. like if you want to adopt me 
that's uh, we could talk about that because it's getting to the point I just don't know where to go and then um he carried on talking about his life and he came to this obviously we've heard the story of, like from other people but he's come to the country with five pounds in his pocket and like now you know he's driving the Aston Martin and built his house from ground up and he's got a lift in it ready for retirement you know it's mad um but he goes on about talking about his child. His, he's got two boys and one of them wanted to like start a business. And he went to his dad and said, oh, like daddy want to start a business. And his dad said, okay, and gave him 10K to invest in a business. He was 14, mm. you know? When would, if I went to go and tell my dad I want to start a business, he'd just say, what do you know? <laughs> no, facts, facts. Hey? Well, I, I feel like we've got to start earlier though. I'm so on it, like, I've got my, like, all these skills I'm trying to add to them, trust me, they're going to start a business, like, and and, and it might fail, Mm -hmm. but imagine if they make all their failures at age 8, age 10, age 14, 15, so by the time I'm 18, 19, 20, why won't I be a million pound, why won't I have a million pound company? Exactly. I've already learned all the lessons I need to learn through having businesses in my youth. Yeah. But a lot of us are starting our first business 25, 30. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're making the mistakes and, that, and, and it's, it's, it's making it difficult. Yeah. So for me, we've got to start our children young. Like I see in America where they do the whole lemonating and you understand? It's mm-hmm. the concept. Like mm-hmm. if you know you go, to, you, go to, you go to play football, make your kids come football, so the, so the, so the, make them sell lemonade or sell um, 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 Lucasade or whatever or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure we all knew people when we are at school. There was the boy that was selling in the playground crisp and chocolate and all that. Mm-hmm. He he just went to Tesco or, or, or Sainsbury's or pound pound shop to get it, and now he's selling it to you. Do you understand? It's a hustle, but you know, we, all we think about is drop shipping on 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 Amazon because we've seen that people have done it and you know they've made money before and all of that. Like, bruv, let's start learning the key principles for our children because mm-hmm. nobody could teach us, but let us not make make the same mistakes for them. Definitely. Let's give them that. Definitely, definitely, yeah. That that selling crisps in the school in the school playground is definitely a boy thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any girls had that. Time. No, I haven't seen a girl do that. Because um, my nephew done that as well. Um, yeah, it definitely. It's the mindsets that our parents have obviously instilled in us, you know, that someone else said, concentrate on your books, have you finished school? You know, all those things that they did say to us, they never um, nurtured maybe that there was something that promising that you were showing um, and nurtured, obviously, as your child. If your child came to you now and said, you know, oh, daddy, I want to continue recording myself. I want to show, you know, maybe the skill that I have and, you know, can you help me? Then that's you encouraging because, you know, with hindsight, you know, how how um, forward girls did hair. Yeah, girls did hair in the playgrounds. <laughs> how you can, it, like, obviously um, nurture your child to do better than what he's obviously had an uh, interest in showing already. Yeah. Um, but I think we can't blame our parents. That's what they mean. Yeah. Like, that's what understand culture. They've come from Africa. Africa, the white man taught us education. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Like, they've come over, they've taught us education. They've taught us to be educated and be smart. And then they said, look, you lot, the ones that are smart of you lot, you lot can come over because you can come and add value over here. Mm-hmm. All right? So you can't blame our parents because that's all they knew was education. But what are we doing? 
Like, fair of us have read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and we still got the poor dad mentality. So what's wrong? Fair mm. of us have read Richest Man in Babylon, still, mm. ha still don't pay ourselves. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we can, a lot of us, I see bare times when I speak to young people that talk about, oh, yeah, but my parents failed me or my olders did. Bruv, but now you know. What are you doing? You're not listening to podcasts. You're not you're not watching videos on YouTube that are going to benefit you. You're listening to the on UK gossip and and shade borough and and you're here. Do you understand? You spend your more life. <laughs> no one can't tell me about my wife tries to she'll be laughing at something on Instagram and she'll be like and she'll try and show me and I'll be like what's that and she'll be like oh yeah oh it's a meme like this and I'm like she has to break it. I don't know because <laughs> I don't know what no celebrity done this. I don't know who's married to who. I couldn't care less, bro. If it's not making me money and it's not helping me be a better father or be a better husband, listen, man can't care what you lot are doing because it's not paying me. I don't care. Kanye can be as crazy as Kanye is. He's still making money. It's Even shit. football, I used to get so emotional over Arsenal. Then I realised these men are earning 100k, 200k a week to lose and I'm here watching and crying and getting paid nothing. <laughs> Am I stupid? It's, it's not making no sense. They're losing all the time and I'm upset that I can't do my work. I can't focus. I'm angry at my kids. I'm slamming doors for Arsenal. And these men are going home in their Lamborghinis and getting, and getting paid to lose. Bun them. Bunny, I cancelled my sky. I cancelled the sports. I said, Bunny, if I can find it online for free, I'll watch. If I can't find it, I will face my book. I've got, <laughs> I've got content to write. I've got, I've got clients to talk to. Do you, do you understand? Some of us we are emotionally invested in things that are not making us money, not mm -hmm. making us better, not mm -hmm. doing better for us. Then we complain that we are not achieving what we want to achieve. Why me, God? Why have you blessed them and not me? Listen, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. What are you doing with your time? Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think everyone's feeling it, mate. Definitely, because today... I was watching paternity court at work. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you haven't watched paternity court. Like, obviously, Emmanuel said, don't watch things that you don't need to watch. But <laughs> if you want to watch it, it's really good. Don't do um, it. Don't do it. Um, where's my he's busy kid? <laughs> Yeah, like we do, we do. Um, I think just as as you said, it's a community thing. It's um a cultural thing, how we've grown up, and there is so much more that we know. I think especially with the whole parent thing, I think they've done their struggle, and now it's time for us to do our struggle. Come on. Because their struggle, Kate, was to come over and you know be what they could be and give us a better life to what they had when now. They've given us that better life and now it's like okay now what can we do better for us exactly. for our children um so yeah i think that's definitely going forward um in terms of stocks stocks and shares i feel like that's a whole another it's a whole ball game but yeah. you can get started listen I, I did a video the other day and I, and I and i just and i just said it straight like um you can watch it it's like less than 30 seconds but it basically talks about it just talks about how many companies that we use every single day, but we say we don't know where to we don't know where to invest. But I need you to understand, and this is what I talk about in my money mindset. Every time you spend your money with a company, you're investing in them. Mm -hmm. You are you work hard for your money. Whenever you spend it, you're investing. So you need to understand. For some of us, we invest in Boohoo all the time. We don't own no shares. Some of us we invest in McDonald's. We don't own no shares. Some of us is Uber Eats. Some of us is Uber. 
Do you know what I mean? Whatever it may be, some of us, we are investing in these companies and our money. When you look at your bank account, you can see where you're investing. Now you've got to ask yourself, can you earn some shares in some of these companies? At least you're the, one of the reasons the profit is going up. Go and, go and enjoy. ASOS, come on, go and enjoy. So for me, it's about understanding that, yes, you know, shares can be complicated. But with a, if you, if you want to just start basic, free trade, I don't really, it's very basic. Don't get me wrong. Very mm. basic, but simple hundred pounds. They've gamified it, made it very, very easy. Mm. TK Maxx, oh, don't get me started. And so for me, it's one of them things that you can now get into it. You can now get into it very simply and buy some shares and things that you like, things that you spend your money with anyway. Mm -hmm. and, and see if you, if, if you can't hold them over time and make money. And also you can use dummy accounts. You can use watch lists. So you don't have to put your money, spend invest your whole money straight away you can put a share on a watch list and see how has it performed over the over the last few months okay. you can you can you can put your, you can put it in in a dummy account and and buy those shares in a dummy and see oh actually you know this share is doing all right if i if i bought this share i would have made this okay my my, my feelings are right or my research is correct i know next time i'll take advantage of that mm -hmm. so these are the type of things i don't want us to miss this simple hundred pounds again if, I, if every month you use £100 and say, I'm going to buy shares that are worth less than £10 with my £100 each month, why not? Why not do that and get and stay? And even if you lose, what's £100? You can spend £100 on, on one food real quick. Some of us are going, are going yeah. sexy fish. Hakkasan. Hakkasan. Yes. Hakkasan. You don't know ping pong is better than Hakkasan. Don't ever lie to yourself. I've been Hakkasan twice. I never paid for it. I've been twice. I never paid. Only... Only my rich clients want to take me there to show off. I will eat their money. It's not a problem. But tomorrow their money's in the toilet. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's not for me. Mm -hmm. Hakkasan, sexy fish. What is fish is fish? What are they doing? <laughs> what fish is fish? What what are they putting on it? That sexy fish. I haven't been there there Just yet. Just throw all purpose onto the sexy fish. It's all the same. <laughs> all purpose is everything. What do you mean? The Hakkasan killed me, man. I, I said, this is what you guys are doing for show. Where you going to go? Even the water. Where is the, where is the water coming from? And it... you keep putting it on your table. Nobody asks. <laughs> you, just, you put the water on the table. Did I ask for water? I might just want to go dry throat tonight, my G. The food is expensive enough as it is. Oh, you just is... come and be putting water on the table. £25, pounds, £15 pounds for water. God forbid. <laughs> but... I was drinking water like it was champagne. Even with all these things, yeah, I think there's some things where we don't realise that there's cheaper ways of doing things. Yeah, there's one thing I realised with this whole Hakkasan thing, um, just as an as a example. My friend was like, I said, oh, I went to Hakkasan last week. Like, I can't believe, like, you know, the bill came and it was this and da, da, da. She was like, you just went. I said, yeah. She goes, no, sis, we use open table and you can get, like, a free, you know that menu and da, 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 da. I said ah that's how you guys are doing yeah, image yeah, yeah. so you go and pay 40 pounds do your little set menu take picture take picture I've been to Akasan not knowing there's me doing 200 pound bill to just be like oh yeah I've been so I can take it off my list like that uh... <laughs> I went to Akasan yeah my, my, my guy was just like yeah order this try this oh this, this is bagging try when the bill came the thing said 800 and I said, what? <laughs> what? And then they wanted to, they don't even talk to you. What's the customer service? Why? Because you poured, you, you brought water that I didn't yeah. ask for and yeah. you poured it into my glass 
and now you want to charge me another 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 service a service fee on top. The thing, the, the whole thing come to like came to like almost a grand. I said, what? Yes, a man. grand to eat food. Mm -hmm. And when I looked around, the tables were packed. So I said, you know me, I'm a mass man. Mm -hmm. so I said to myself, today on food, on all these tables, if I worked it out on average, if they're if they're buying like how we're buying on average, we're talking about in a day. 50, 60, 70k. That's it. In a few hours. Mm -hmm. And if they bought their food wholesale, because the meat that they're buying is not any other special meat that they've created from heaven, you know, it's the same meat. In a few hours. <laughs> the same price, and if, when I looked around, I saw all those black people. I said to myself, if all of us that are spending money in Hakkasan, instead of spending that money in Hakkasan, we put our money together and then we went to auction and bought property, where would, where would our children be? Yeah. What kind of income would we have? Yeah. Where would where would we be in life? Yeah. But guess what? No one's given us clap for that. We can't get likes on Instagram. Too many of us are on this like lifestyle. That likes pay bills. Let me tell you, likes don't pay no bills. And and just because somebody likes your photo or likes your picture, that doesn't mean they like you. I mm -hmm. think people confuse the two. I can like a picture. I don't know who you are. That don't you may you may feel like, oh, I liked your picture. I must like you. No, no, no. I like the picture. The picture is in the moment. I was walking around, oh, that's nice, I liked. That does not mean I like you. And some of us are walking around in confidence that I've got a thousand likes today. No, 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 but nobody don't like you. You were sick. You were sick, nobody called you. You've been, you went on Instagram, you've been, you striped from Instagram. You didn't come on Instagram for two months. Nobody noticed, okay? You did birthday party, only you and your, and your, and your two friends turned up, okay? Don't make Instagram or likes or social media make you think that you are really popular in real life. Mm -hmm. No, you're popular online. Entertain me and I will like and I will follow. But the second you don't entertain me no more, I will unfollow you and I will not like you and I will not say happy birthday to you. Deep. Guys, are you hearing? <laughs> it's, it's mad. It's mad. It's just, it's just the world that we live in and like... I'm sure our parents just look at us, just, you guys are mad. And this life that we live in, and this whole facade that we have to put up is, it's draining half the time. Half the time it is draining. Um, so everyone's, yeah, everyone's laughing and it, it's, it's crazy. But um, in terms of, so building building generational wealth. Um, yes. Something we don't do enough is <laughs> someone mute his mic. <laughs> take it, take it deep, guys. This is not just for this one life. This is something. Don't mind Emery. Everyone should be. <laughs> everyone should to live life. So you will go and spend and book him and book his floor and book his lights. Oh, I read your, your um, little message the other day. People are not taking advantage of this pandemic. Come on, everyone's angry it's at me. It's every day big wedding. Because Jeez. I told them, go and get married. <laughs> everyone's angry at me. Listen, <laughs> he's still the best DJ in the world. Book everyone. Listen, go and get married with 15 people. If you can afford Emery, book him. If you can't, tell them email said so. Don't worry, I'll do <laughs> I will deal with Emery. Don't worry, I'll deal with him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we. I feel like something we don't do enough is talk about money. Obviously, we thank God for these kind of platforms, but talk about money within our circles. Um, how do we create um, just environments where we can talk about it? Like, you know, maybe with our friends, maybe with, you know, 
our family. Did you hear me? Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, so maybe with our family, just in terms of just talking, like you know, what, how how open should we be and how open should we not be? Yeah, I think it's important that we talk money. I think a lot of us are getting bumped because we don't talk money. Like, we don't really the reason your work is telling you don't talk money that they're telling you not to talk money because they're paying you less than the white man that's that's why they're telling you don't talk about it they're, i don't want you to share your listen talk about your money talk, what what if you know somebody else and this is why i talk about spending time on linkedin a lot of us are not i find a recruiter i find someone online what what you're, you're recruiting what, you, what are your financial advisors getting mm -hmm. oh is that what they get paid okay cool when i go into my interview i know what numbers i'm, I'm, I'm ready for Mm -hmm. You see, some of us, we're not talking money because, you know, we, we feel like, oh, it's the done thing. Listen, the white man cannot talk about money. They're not, they're not like themselves. They're going to pay themselves their dough. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Because they know their man will go take man to tribunal. Da -da 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 -da. It's, not, it's not a game. They're paying their man their money. Yeah. Listen, they will underpay you for the same, do the same job all mm -hmm. day, every day. And mm -hmm. if you're a black woman, even more. Yeah. You understand? So if you're not talking money, you're bumping yourself. You've got to know what you, what what is the going rate for this role? Like, what what am I supposed to get paid? What how much do you not spend on on food shopping? Listen, when I sit down with people and I and I speak to people, I have to tell them, do you know how much you spend is ridiculous? I've got people who are single on their own, spending more than what I spend, and I've got four youths. Mm. How? What are you doing? Yeah. And so you got we got to talk about money. What we got we got. Oh, the other day I, I, I told people about car finance and how much you should spend on cars. Do you know how that video went crazy? Mm. That video got me about 700 new followers. Mm. Because nobody's talking about, nobody is talking about finance and how much you should be spending on a car. Well, you've got to guess it. Do you know what I mean? So people are like, wow, you put me on game. Now I learned something here. Mm. Mm. And I realised, like, we've got to, these, I thought these things are standard. But I realised, no, no one's telling no one. No one knows this stuff. So we're just out here spending money on stupid things for thinking that, oh, I can afford it. And this is the biggest thing I'll always tell you. Just because you can afford it don't mean you should buy it. Mm -hmm. Like, just because I, can, I have enough money to pay for something doesn't mean I should buy it. It's a flawed concept. And a lot of us live like that. Oh, I've got a thousand pounds in my account and this costs 200. That leaves me with 800. I can afford it. Yeah, but you've got a thousand. But remember, you got you got to pay bills. Remember, your child has got has got um um to get new shoes or or clothes. Like you ain't got the money. Mm. And even if you got the money, you only got the money because you're living in your parents' house. I keep saying it. I know men that are driving um um Range Rovers and 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 um Aston Martins and they're, and they're sleeping on bunk beds. They're sleeping on bunk beds. Lord, you're, you're fighting with your you're fighting with your brother. Who's get top bunk? Who's get bottom bunk? And you're driving driving big boy cars out here. <laughs> Behave yourself. Like, come on, look at your condition. You're you're sharing bunk bed in your mum's yard with your big brother, and you're in your thirties, mm -hmm. and you're out here flashing for the world. Mm -hmm. Come on, humble yourself and God. You and your brother should be using that as motivation to say, let's go buy a house together. We got fifty fifty. Definitely, definitely. That being said, that was like the first question I asked like the other guy that also got employed at the same time as me, um, if he was getting paid the same because obviously he was a little bit older, he's 
probably got a little bit more experience than me and I asked for more than what I offered what I was given in the end not that much more it's like a grand more but um I wanted to see if he maybe had obviously men being in the interview and asking for more money they usually get it um but he's he's on the same as me so I feel like very comfortable I was like okay that's fine at least I didn't sell myself short um so that's great what was the next question someone said I've got a government loan it's due back in March how can I invest it between now and then so I'm, I'm guessing you're talking about the bounce back loan mm -hmm. um I guess with the bounce back loan you've got to look at what can you do with it how can you make it make sense is it is it investing in property is it is it investing in a in a business is it can you can you pay for a course and that and that course can help you get into project management or get into contract roles or do you understand what I'm trying to say? For me, it's about what can I, how can I use this money to make make me money so that when I now have to start paying this back, I've I've got more income than I had before and so it's not a problem. Mm. And so for me that's that's what I'll be looking to do. And if you can't find anything before March, just give them their money back and keep it moving. Okay. But but remember as as people as black people, we tend to struggle to get finance, to get money when we want to start businesses and so forth. Mm -hmm. Now that it's come in, please, please find a way to use it. Don't start buying Birkin bags with bounce back loan. Someone said someone's using a bounce back loan to buy a range. Yeah, th this is nonsense. It's nonsense. And so for me, and this is the problem. We, we, we struggle as, a, as big black businesses to get loans and get money invested in us. And then when we get money, and they say they give us money, now they give it to us. This is what we want to go and do. We want to start flying to Dubai and Miami on, on bounce back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this BBL thing is killing me. If it's not the bounce back loan that we're messing up, we're, putting, we're injecting our, our bodies with stuff. I can't keep up with this BBL. Please, guys, I feel like that should be banned from the black vocabulary it's out of here, like, do you know what I mean? Oh, but, that's a whole another sermon for another. another time. But for me, I really want to, if you're getting money, find ways to make it work. We know mm -hmm. that money makes money. Mm -hmm. So have a business idea. If you haven't got an idea, look around you. Do you have a person, a friend or someone who has a good idea that you think you could invest in? Mm -hmm. Draw up some contracts, look at some protection for yourself, but mm -hmm. look at investing in it. Make your money make sense. Because again, this, you ain't getting it again. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, when you do have this bright idea and you go to the bank and ask them for the dough, they're going to tell you, unfortunately, um, we can't borrow the money right now or things are tight. Or da -da -da. So when you get it, make it work for you. Mm -hmm. You're going to put 30K, 40K loan into a car that by the time you drive home, it's now worth, it's worth 35. It's lost, it's lost five grand just driving home. Yeah, as soon as it comes off the um, thing, the shop. Within six months, it's lost. It's lost thirty percent. Mm. Within a year, it's lost. It's lost forty percent. Mm. Within two years, it's down fifty percent of the value. It's gone in two years, but you still got the same loan to pay. It's it's a killer. It, it it breaks my heart. I tell you, these people they need lashing. Some I feel like we should bring back public flocking, and these people should just be lined up, and we should just all get a turn to just flock them one by one. And, and I think it will be better for the community. This is why we won't make you Prime Minister. <laughs> they, they can't make me Prime Minister. The flocking will be... A lot of 
long, and I, I won't discriminate by age. Not because you're an out adult. You will, adults will be getting lit. Children will be, everybody will just be getting flops. <laughs> In terms of children, when do we start talking about money? We have like a little money box. And obviously every time they see coins, they're like, oh, Bobby put it in the money. Even if like, you know, you have a pound, maybe you just have a few coins that you like. This pound, I was going to use it to go and buy like my can of Coke during my lunchtime, whatever. You come to find the pound is gone because someone's already put it in the money box. That's how my children are. Like, how do oh, I... <laughs> how do I um, discuss, you know, when do I start talking about the value of money, what types of money, yes. yeah, things like that. So the box is great. The money box is great in regards to, okay, I get money, I don't just spend it straight away, I put it in. Now we've got to make the money work, okay? Mm -hmm. So this is where now when, they, when they've built up an amount, now you take that out and you have to start telling them, okay, this, this amount you can use towards a treat for yourself or you can continue to save towards a treat if it's, if it's not enough. Mm -hmm. This amount, this is the amount that you're going to continue, you're going to save for the longer term. Do you know what I mean? Because you don't need this right now. And then we're going to put this into a bank account for the longer term. And then, like I said, for me, it's charity. Some people, it's church, whatever it may be. Like, but there's a give back. Or if it's not a give back, whatever, there's another part where you say, okay, I can, I can use this money for something else, for a good cause or, or something like that. Because I really feel like there's power in giving. I feel like it's great to make money, but when you start to get into the, you see really rich people that do this, um, get, like they, they give money away. You see, give their money away. Like mm. what's his name is not Warren Buffett dropped down the richness because he's given so much money away. Mm. I forgot what it's called, something per fee or whatever, something per fee or whatever. But um, mm -hmm. philanthropy, philanthropy, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. philanthropy. Yeah, when, when you give it away, like there, there's, there's something about understanding when you understand that i don't need all this money like because we live right now in a place where we want it all i need all this money mm -hmm. but when you get to the point where you now i only need this and i still got that let me give that to someone else and empower somebody else listen that that's the world i'm trying to build man that's the world i'm trying to live in like philanthropy is so important and mm -hmm. it's so 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 important for us to really say look I want to I wanna be big. I want to be successful. I want to have nice cars and houses. But I want to make sure that I'm giving back. And some of us, we can't do it with money, but maybe we can do it with time. And that's, again, what we've got to do with our children. Give yeah. up some of their time. Yeah. Let's go help somebody. Like, don't just tidy up your playroom. Let's go help someone else tidy up their house. Or let's mm. go help someone tidy up their garden. Or mm. let's go, let's, let's, let's do a walk and raise money for, for the local care home. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. This is the world that I'm trying to build. Like, yes, money is great. And, you know, look, at the end of the day, if we live in a world where, you know, it's solely focused on money, we can see Nigeria is a great example that when you live in a world where it's only about the rich, the, the being rich, I've got to make it, I've got to make it. And nobody cares about the next man. It's only about those that make it. You see mm -hmm. what happens. Mm -hmm. it can't, it's unsustainable. Mm -hmm. And you see changes happening now. It's going to have to happen. And so for me, it's about building a world where we say, yes, I'm enjoying, but actually I would enjoy more if I'm able to help somebody else. Mm -hmm. and, and I feel like if we, can, if we can teach our kids that, then we're on the road to, check, to creating a better generation. When we're gone, the next generation will be much better. That makes sense. Um, there's something different that happens. Um, 
with our children though because obviously they always see me use the card mm. card i don't actually use cash and obviously covid now they want contactless most places mm. anyway you can see me use my phone it's like how do i explain that money's not in like the card is not it's not endless there's there's yeah. I, I'm. I was. I literally did. A, I did an interview um, for um, um, ITV literally last week. Mm -hmm. ITV News talking about this exact thing. Mm -hmm. How it's really, really, it's really, really dangerous. This whole contactless thing, because it's exactly that. It's contactless. We are not in contact with the money, and we're not in contact in our minds with the amount that we're spending. Mm -hmm. A lot of time we're just tapping, and because we continue to tap, we lose track. You might remember the first time, but you lose track. And again, we are teaching our, we're teaching our, our, our children that, you know, as long as you've got a card, it's a magic card that just touches and everything is bought for. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like when you pay cash, you give them the cash, they give you change. The children mm -hmm. know that, you know, the money in the purse ends. Like, you know, you open your purse, like I've only got five pounds left or you can open your, open your, I haven't got no money. I can't buy the sweet. You know, when they start tantruming, even though, you know, my wife is extra Nigerian. So my kids know they don't even. You call her extra. Nigerian, like, like. <laughs> so this whole that tantruming thing, they know, they know better, they know better, they know better than that. But if they started to tantrum, you can open your wallet and say, "Look, I haven't got it." But you can't show them the card. The card seems like it's endless, mm -hmm. and so it's really important. Like for me, I've I've always taught them on on cash. Like when we when we started to really break down money, it was always about having cash, putting it in envelopes. This is how much you can spend week one. This is how much you can spend week two and breaking it down and limiting yourself from overspending. Whereas I feel contactless is really stopping it. So for me, it's really, I know with COVID, nobody wants to, nobody wants to um, touch cash. And, and, and I totally get that. But I think we have to try and find a way. I know there's the whole Go Henry or whatever, um, which I think when kids get to a certain age, that can be, that can be good in showing them mm -hmm. and technology. But I think there's, there's something about cash to me that's still really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Monzo. Every time I touch, makes noise. And your your phone vibrate, isn't it? <laughs> it's like yes, I know, I know. I've spent okay, it's enough. But um, this the next question going back to obviously our children and generational wealth. Um, private school. Do we mm. investments? Because again talking about my co-worker he did go to private school he went to um state um state primary school but then he went to um, private secondary school and he also paid he got a, he got a loan for his undergrad but then inherited the money so that he could pay for his postgrad mm. um and even that um is crazy because we did architecture and i don't know if you guys know but as a master's that is also covered by the government student loan so really truly he didn't have to if that makes sense um you know because obviously normal masters you do have to pay your own way you can get and stuff but he didn't have to he could have just done the student loan and obviously kept the money and invested it in something else um do we feel like um as an investment towards our children's future, private schools would be that way. I, I understand private school. I rate it. I respect it. Mm -hmm. I respect it. The classes are smaller. 
um, they do more than just education and try and prepare them for the world. They bring in, you know, specialists in areas to come in and teach them about business, about politics, about all of this type of stuff. It's different. I, I, I totally get it. They, they do debate clubs and stuff like that. So again, the public speaking and, and all of that is, is nurtured and, and developed and in them. I, I totally understand it. But I need you to understand, you have to know your pocket. I am not for these people, for you taking bagger bagger loans on your head so your kids can go to private school and put yourself in a hell of debt just for private school. No, I'm not. I'm never going to co-sign that. And I will debate with anybody, anybody, find me, anybody, find me and tell me that that is the best way to get it done. Never. You could mm -hmm. never. Mm -hmm. You could never, ever come and tell me anything different. Mm -hmm. If you can afford it, and it makes sense, go ahead. If you if you and your partner are, are, are earning, you know, 80K each, and you lot can afford it, then, then bang it out. Do your thing. If you're on a if you're on enough money, or if you can get if you can get um you know scholarships or, or funding because of qualifications and so forth, mm -hmm. bang it out. Do your thing. But when your child is normal, getting normal grades, and now child is normal. <laughs> All our children are special. All our children are special. Your child is normal, getting normal <laughs> grades. Doesn't matter how much to or how much nothing. And now you're banging how much debt to get them into 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 a private school, just so you can say yeah, but they went to private school. But mm. actually, it ain't benefiting them. Mm. Do you understand? Actually, their their thing is not academia. Like, I was speaking to my uh, my sister come round and I was speaking to her, she was speaking about the kids and she was, you know, she wanted to, she's a, she's a teacher. Yeah, she's she telling me. In school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Small wow. world. Small world. <laughs> so, yeah, so she's telling me, oh, am I going to get my kids into grammar school? Mm. And we were like, you know, if they, one of my kids, he's definitely built for grammar school. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He's definitely, like, he likes education. He mm. likes learning. You put more pressure on him, he'll get it done. The other one is, is clever, but he's not necessarily the same way. So I'm not going to try and force him down a route when really I see that he's not really good at engineering and maths. Like, give him Lego, he kills it. Give him maths test, he kills it. So actually, engineering or science might be a better thing for him than, than trying to force him down. Do you understand? And so for me, it's about understanding our children and what, where, what are their skills and what... And all you can do is try. Mm -hmm. Like some people go to private school and then end up end up still wasting their lives. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's not a guarantee. And sometimes, remember, we got good at education. Then they moved education and said we need experience. Mm. And this is where I talk about the job thing. You can go, you can get to the private school and all that. But then all of when it comes back to it, a lot of the time these guys have gone travel the world. These guys are, can say that they worked in their their dad or their uncle's business in the summertime and they've got this managerial experience or they've worked under bruv we're still we're still employed yeah we can't give nobody no work experience yeah and so for me this is why it's important for us to have businesses so that we can really level up and actually we're not out here going private school just so i can go and work for jp morgan or i can go and work for kpmg I'm going to private school. I'm going to work for a black accountancy firm. I'm going to private school so I can go and work for a black investment investment firm. Mm -hmm, Do you see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take. I'm gonna, and I know I'm going to get hired. Mm -hmm. So for me, I still I get the private school team and I get the education thing. And like I said, culture wise, 
you're always going to get ratings. And if you want to be a doctor or whatever, then yes, you need it. Mm -hmm. But if they're not going down that route, I don't see why you want to put this pressure on them, put this debt on your head, then they finish, then now they've started to work. Then remember, the doctor thing is, you've got to go and take more debt, more education. It's a law. It doesn't just stop with, with the private school. Mm -hmm. Then you've got university. Then on top of university, then you've got now, you've got, your you've got the professional qualifications. It's a lot of commitment. And your, your money's not long like that. Makes sense. So for me, you've got to make it make sense. Yeah. Like you can go to a normal school and get a good tutor and you can still, still get to Cambridge. You can still yeah. get to Oxford. You yeah. can still get to, like, you can still do it without being, I know, I'm not disrespecting private school. Private school, you're much more likely to do it, and you're mu it's much better. No one can ever say it's not better, but not at the detriment of your financial. Not that you've gone to private, sent your kids to private school, and now you're renting for the rest of your life because you've got debt to pay back. Nah, I can't, I can't co-sign that. I can't, I can't co-sign that at all. And because my sister works in education, like I understand, I understand it differently. Like when yeah. I talk to her, I understand it differently. And I go into schools and give talks. And so I understand that most of my bookings are, are private schools. They're the ones paying for me to come in. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah. get, I get why you would send your child to private school. They give you that extra curriculum. But at the same time, we could do stuff in our community. Like, we can do stuff. We could, if we're parents and we want, we want our children to, you know, have financial knowledge, we could put our money together and pay for someone to come in and run a session. If we, if, we want our, if we want our children to be scientists, we can find a black scientist to come pay them and, and teach our kids what do they need to do, what are the steps they need to take. We need to start looking at our community and seeing who's got what skills and how can we, how can we as parents get that knowledge as a group yeah. rather than waiting for a private school to do it for us. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. If we wanted to have that ambition to save for it, is that uh, no, definitely you can start. Obviously, at the end of the day, like I said, a lot of my clients when they have their kids born, they put the they put the child benefit in there as well as trying to top it up so that they and then they invest it in the market, high risk to try and make it grow as much as possible. Mm. And because it's you know because it's They've got 10, 12 years before the kid gets there. They hope that it's enough. And they keep adding to it so that they're, they're saving this year for, you know, two years fees. In, in a, do you know what I mean? So if you, can, if you can invest and save enough for the first, let's say, couple of years, then you've got two years to save for the final, like, do you know what I mean, for other years. Do you know what I mean? And, and then you're saving and you're paying for years as they go on and so forth so mm -hmm. that's what that's what people do they try and save for the two three four as much years as they can and then obviously then they're saving whilst the child is there for other ones but there are grants available if you yeah. come from low-income families yeah you, you can get you know the 30 hours and stuff like that if yeah. you to get discounts and to get them in it from a primary school age as well so yeah. there are things out there you know, you know what i mean you can speak to like people like elaine that will teach you Elaine Cunningham. That will teach you about these type of things. You know what I mean? There are ways to do it, but not on a not on a debt thing. Not on a not on a you're you're gambling your whole life, your whole your whole generation's financial future on one person making it through private school. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of pressure on them, mm -hmm. and it's enough pressure alone trying to pass these exams. Definitely, and knowing that if I fail, my whole like my mom's taking out loans and debts, and you know what I mean, my everything. Banking mm -hmm. on me passing. It's too much. Yeah, definitely. 
definitely. I think, as you said, as a community, there's so much that we need to do to come together. Um, even me, I was sitting there thinking, oh, do you know what? In this small, this time, obviously thinking about what what I can add to bring more money in. I was like, I could just start like Saturday school. I don't know if anyone else went to Saturday school. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Ghanaian man, he used to just clear out his front room, have tables, everyone sat around the table and, you know, we'd have homework and stuff. I'm like, mm, I'm smart enough, you know, I know the basics, you know. Mm, <laughs> I can come on. Kids. So... That's obviously COVID's happened, so I don't think anyone's going to come to my house. But you know, there's something we could we could work with it. There's something we I got. We got, got enough teachers. Yeah, in the community. We got enough primary school, secondary school, college. My wife is extra Nigerian. I'm going to have to come off this thing. She's giving me dirty I, looks. You know, I'm even thinking because someone's like, when when will this live end? We've been here for two hours. So thank you, Mimi, for putting up with us and yeah. <laughs> taking your husband away. You like, I'm finished now. I'm on the couch. You know? I'm on the couch. I hope um, you enjoyed this because I'm on the couch. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, guys, I think we're gonna have to wrap up now because I think we've literally gone through anything and everything. If there are more questions, um, just check out his page. I don't think you even need to slide into the DMs because the the information is there. All you gotta do is just look for it. Um, yeah, we definitely have tapped in today. Things to take away is that stop living past this paycheck that you're getting past your means everyone is not there to impress um we we need to just start looking at what we can offer to this community of ours um rather than just working for other people's communities um and yeah guys two yeah two hours is literally flown flown by um step change or step ladder step ladder go on emmanuel's page and obviously talk about his mentorship um it's an amazing thing so step change is a charity debt charity just google them and you'll be able to find them um yeah very informative guys it's all the playback is all going to be on the mummy's day out page so if you do want to go back and listen to part one it's there um and thank you so much emmanuel like my mind is blown now. I have to go reevaluate myself in the mirror because oh. you know, I went to go and treat myself today because I thought, yeah, I got money, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't treat myself that bad, like you know, you know when you go to Primark, you just put everything in your basket and then you get to the till hoping that it's less than a hundred pounds. That was me today, but <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, we will have to. All right, people. Thank you, guys. Bye.